I see some people have him inside their top 20 wide receivers when they're ranking them. This is like TikTok creators, right? Uh-huh. But I, and I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I think about it. Like, is it all that crazy? You might just be drafting him at a ceiling if you draft him inside the top 20, but I don't think it's like otherworldly to consider that Robbie Anderson could be a top 20 wide receiver this year. What's going on? Welcome to yet another episode of the Fantasy Football Fellas. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. It's Friday. Oh, no, it's not. Not yet. No, wait, well, is when it? Well, when we're recording this, it's oh, not Friday. But right, 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 the people, right. the people are getting a taste of right. it on Friday. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, there you go. When we say it's Friday normally, we're like prematurely celebrating. Yeah. Which it, is, it helps us get through the rest of the week, then. Right. It gives us knowing that the episode that we said it's Friday on is going to come out on Friday. Yeah. Juiced. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely juiced, juiced the rest of the week. Absolutely. So it's Friday for the people. Yep, for the people. And for us when we release this. Yep. That's really weird. It makes me think like <laughs> I'm like warping. That makes my head I don't <laughs> like, like it. Whoa. I don't like it. <laughs> it's Friday. We got a fire intro. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. A fire intro done by Tolina. I'm going to, like, as long as we do this podcast, they're going to get credit. Yeah. It's incredible. Absolutely. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's amazing. <laughs> Any music producing needs, uh, go to Tolina. T-O-L-E-N-A. We'll be mentioning them on our Instagram stories, uh, or you can email us directly at the pod at gmail.com. We'll get you connected to them. Yes, sir. Cameron isn't with us today. Bummer. scheduling conflict uh you know because we're good like that sometimes this isn't our full-time job unfortunately <laughs> we'd love to have it be our full-time job while we have trolls on tiktok telling <laughs> us that we are full-time fantasy analysts believe us when we say we are not full-time. we're not <laughs> we're not we, we do this in our free time uh <laughs> we do this with our spare evenings of what we have left of them and <laughs> yeah we just enjoy making fantasy football content. But Cameron's not here, scheduling conflict with him, uh, which is more than okay. Uh, Tyler and I can handle ourselves, especially this episode, because this episode, uh, there's one less person taking our picks because it is a mock draft episode. Yes, sir. Let's go. It is a mock draft episode. I am oh, stoked. Man, We're going to mix it up a little bit again. Uh, we are going to do... A super flex 10-team PPR mock draft this episode. Uh, that's exciting. The highly requested super flex yes. mo- mock draft. Yes. We have been long awaiting this one. Uh, I did my first super flex league last season, and I had a blast in it because I had Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Oh. <laughs> did you win your league? No, because my first overall pick was CMC. <laughs> and he was... Oh. <laughs> And then no. I do. I started off that league hot. I was I I I was ready to tear it up. The McCaff- I lost McCaffrey, no. and nothing was the same after that. Oh man, nothing was the same. That's brutal. <laughs> it was brutal. I was set up for success, and I blew it. But anyways, super flex mock draft this episode. But before we get to that, uh, we did look. We did news earlier this week. Uh huh. It's the only other segment we do on this podcast that isn't news. Mailbag! Mailbag! We, yes! We love mailbag. 
We love mailbag. Thank oh. you, viewers, for the questions. Even though it's the same few of you, that's okay. Hey. We're going to go live on TikTok one of these days and just have like a pure Q&A uh, yeah. episode on TikTok. I swear. Yep. Uh, we just hit 2K on TikTok earlier this week. Whoop, whoop. Uh, hold on. I need to say this. Lucas and Cameron hit <laughs> 2,000 on TikTok. It's true. Cameron and I have done all the video posting. Tyler hasn't made his feature on TikTok yet. We're going to get him on there somehow. Somehow, some way. I don't know when or how, but we will. Yeah, not yet. It'll be a surprise. It'll be <laughs> it'll be a surprise. The people will be shocked. <laughs> Who is this? Who, who's that guy? Yeah, the third one of us. Uh, let's get into it. We got a handful of questions here, and we'll speed through some of these so we have plenty of time for a mock draft strategy. Oh, that's, that's the way to do it. Let's just start with this. Question that pertains to this episode. Oh. From Alan Jackson Flipped. Oh, classic. What's a good super flex strategy? Man, oh, man. I don't know if I want to spoil it for this episode. No. You'll find out. Yeah. Maybe that's what my answer is. You'll find out. Maybe for, maybe just give a little teaser of a first round. What's your strategy? Beginning, middle, end of the first round. As a teaser. I was going to say first two rounds, I'm taking a quarterback. If I don't take one in the first round, I'm taking a quarterback in the second round. Agreed. Um, like that's kind of like a who will do no brainer. Um, but like it's balancing out where running backs are ranked versus where those top eight, mm-hmm. ten quarterbacks are ranked. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough because do you draft Patrick Mahomes first overall or do you draft Christian McCaffrey first overall? When should Mahomes go? When when should guys like Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson, Dak Prescott go? Like, are they first-rounders? Like, should the first five picks be quarterbacks? Like, there's so much flexibility within Super Leagues, and I think that's why I love Super Flex drafts, because the first five rounds, your team could, like, seem super stacked in the first five rounds, no matter what spot you're drafting from. And I think that's what makes it so exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's important to distinguish, too, the difference between Super Flex and just two quarterback leagues. Yes, Majority of the time with super flexes, they will be quarterbacks, so it's right. essentially the same, but they are not the same in nature. Yep. Two quarterbacks means you have two starting quarterbacks on your roster. A super flex is one quarterback with a flex option of a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. So, I mean, theoretically, if your first three picks were Stefan Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Tyree Kill, I don't know how in the world you'd pull that off, but like. I guess in a normal league you could play all three of them too, but like having the option to play a quarterback in that flex spot saves you. Like you could play Baker Mayfield against the Houston Texans one week. Yeah. If you picked him up off of waivers and you're like, eh, you know what, I'm not feeling Jerry Judy at my second flex spot this week. You could throw Baker Mayfield in there who's going to give you more points than probably Jerry Judy will most weeks. Right, right. It, it gives you the freedom to all of a sudden those waiver wire quarterbacks have a lot more value. Guys like Kirk Cousins – uh, Daniel Jones some weeks. like All of a sudden, those guys get significantly more value in Superflex Leagues. Like Derek Carr, even. Yeah! Matt Ryan. Like, you, yeah, Yard. Like, it's... I, I want to say it's a modified, like, best ball because essentially yes. you're putting your bet... You're putting the guys that have a greater chance of scoring more points into your lineup. Yeah. And that just... To me, that's an equation for fun fantasy football absolutely leagues that's that's all there is to it i think superflex might be the future 
yeah. that we're just now finally stumbling upon. Mm-hmm. First, it was you know standard, introduce it to the world. Yep. Then PPR, Dynasty. Now it's, now it's Superflex. Now it's Superflex. Then best ball is probably after that, but right. And best ball is even making a push this year. Yeah. But I think best ball is going to be the like. They're like <laughs> coming back around stage five and back to standard. <laughs> yes. Um, yep. It'll probably complete the phase. But yes, yep. uh, you'll see what super flex strategies we prefer in yep. this episode. Um, we're looking forward to doing that. Uh, oh, man. This is a fun one. Uh, wide receiver one predictions. Uh, this is from D-Nubs Sports. Oh. D-Nubs with a Z underscore sports. Wide receiver one predictions on teams like the Bengals, Dolphins, Colts. Ooh. He puts at the end, could be a good segment. It would be a good segment. <laughs> this is a, that's a great, great question. Uh, let's do this. You take the you take the you take the Dolphins. I'll take okay. the Colts. We'll split the Bengals because I feel like we'll have different opinions on the Bengals. I I think so too. I think so too. Uh, on the Colts, I said I get the Colts right. Yeah. Short term memory loss. Yep. I shouldn't say that. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just uncensored on this podcast sometimes, and it's really bad. We have lost the filter. After three months of this, we've lost the filter. That's one of the notes I've gotten from people is, like, you catch yourself on your own podcast. I'm like, I do. I do, <laughs> because because I, I, I need to, like, I, I say these things, and I'm like, no, that's, like, I can't say, I can't say that out loud. <laughs> no. I don't actually mean it that way, and I have to realize it's insensitive after I say it. But anyways, yeah. Colts. I think my answer is Michael Pittman Jr. Okay. Only because I I just oh, the T.Y. Hill magic is just gone. It, it's gone. I don't know mm-hmm. what happened. It just kind of disappeared one year. Yeah. Like two years ago, was it now? Yeah, two or three. Two years ago. Yeah. The magic's just gone. I don't know what it is. I thought it'd come back with Phillip Rivers, but then you kind of realize Phillip Rivers isn't the deep bomb threat that he once was mm-hmm. um you know we used to see highlights of him and keenan allen just going down the field yeah um now he's got carson wentz and carson wentz has got an arm but like i don't know we still have to see what carson wentz is after injury last year and what what kind of state his mental psyche is in really <laughs> yeah um i don't know i like i like michael Pitt, he was kind of he was kind of the the forgotten wide receiver in the class of just brilliant wide receivers yeah he was with cd lamb jerry judy henry ruggs jeff justin jefferson jalen rager brandon Ayuk, chase claypool chase claypool how many of those guys burst out their first year lavisca chanel too yeah right <laughs> i mean he, he's kind of he was a second round pick um or day two pick yeah either way um, he was get this he was both yeah he was either a second round pick but he was for sure a day two pick <laughs> he was a number two pick in the second round draft. okay that's what it was thank you very much um <laughs> I knew I knew it was one of those two. Yeah, it's lots of twos there. Um, I just I think it's his year. We saw flashes of it last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we insanely athletic, insanely quick, fine route running. I mean, it's it's no Jerry Judy, it's no uh, Ceedee Lamb, right? But in an offense that needs a number one amidst all those young wide receivers and an aging Ty Hilton who just doesn't have that spark anymore, I'm going to put my bets on Michael Pittman Jr. this year. Yeah, and. To me, I mean, I watched a couple Colts games last year. I mean, most notably the one against the Packers. Yeah. Um, but as the season kind of progressed and you got to see more and more of Michael Pittman, um, Michael Pittman, to me at least, kind of showed that he's like the fundamental wide receiver, right? So he's not going to do anything like super flashy. 
but he'll do what's necessary to give your you know give the quarterback a big target to throw at. Yeah. Um, yeah. Ty's always been the the deep threat, always been the downfield guy. Carson could get it to him, but I don't know. I want to think that Frank Reich also kind of you know puts a you know kind of rest, not necessarily. I don't want to say restricts but kind of holds Wentz back a little bit just to get Wentz more comfortable and more acclimated to what's going on around him. Yep. So I think Pittman's a, a fine, fine choice for the wide receiver one on that team. I just – I don't know who else it's going to be. Yeah. <laughs> That's just kind of what yeah. it comes down well, to it, for me. And, and it might just be as simple as, like, who's going to step up and do their role best. Best, right. And, and that'll probably – that's honestly probably how it's going to shake out. Yep. So Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. I think I know where you're going to go here, but you might surprise me. Hmm. So, I guess real quick for explanation's sake, what are we defining as wide receiver one? Most targets, most yards. Yeah, we'll say like the clear cut dog who gets the most targets. Who's like, you know how it was like it was like kind of awkward between Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen throughout the course of last year, but then by the end of last season when Justin Jefferson had like 40 targets to Adam Thielen's 20 the last four weeks of the season. Yeah. Like that. Like where it's like, sure. okay, you're the guy now. Sure. I think it's going to be a season of uh, – or it's going to be a tale of two uh, two halves of the season for the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I think the first half of the season is going to be the Jalen Waddle show. Yes. Um. So far out of camp, people are saying it is the Jalen Waddle show where they're moving Waddle across the offense, you know, one side to the other in motion or on jet sweeps and all that stuff. So they're getting Waddle into space, which Waddle was arguably the best wide receiver in space in college. So, um, like I said, I think the first half of the season is going to be the Jalen Waddle show, but then... I think you hit the halfway point. I think it's actually going to switch over to Will Fuller then. Yeah, I agree. Um, Partially because I think defenses will kind of adjust to Waddle a little bit more, but that will take, you know, that'll open up the field then for Fuller to either get downfield or at least get into that, like, intermediate to deep range where you're getting 15, 16 yards of catch and then possibly some more after the catch. So, um I guess in totality, then at the end of the season, I'm gonna say Waddle kind of finishes as the wide receiver one. Okay, okay. But it could, it could maybe actually the best way to put it is gonna be kind of like a. Um, we're gonna look back like at the end of this year and go, okay, so Waddle, you know, weeks one through eight, one through nine. He was on pace to be, you know, or he was wide receiver, you know, hypothetical six, right? Or something like that. Sure. And then it'll be like weeks 10 to the end of the season. He was wide receiver like 30 something, right? Like, yep. I don't think it's going to be like a, just a step back. I think it's going to be a ways, it's going to be a ways back from where he started. But again, in totality at the end of the season, Especially with Fuller, possibly more than likely going to leave Miami then because he's on a one year. He is on a one year. I think Waddle will kind of stand alone. I I wonder if it's almost going to be like twenty five percent 
Jalen Waddle for the first four weeks, and then the rest is Will Fuller. But I also need to know how healthy Will Fuller is going to be this year. Yeah. How many games is he going to miss? Mm-hmm. Um, because, <clears throat> oh, I needed to get that out. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, I've been, like, trying to, like, Allergies. get it out, like, off, away from my <laughs> microphone. Um, no, I mean, I agree with that. I think Waddle's going to shine the first four weeks. But if Will Fuller stays healthy for the at least – I'll say 13 out of the 15 games. Well, 16 games, I guess, that he's eligible for. Mm-hmm. I think he takes over that easy. I, I mean, they're both just so alike. Where I, It's not going to surprise me if Waddle's the number one, but I mean, based on what we saw in Houston, yeah. it's... Fuller's a dog. Full, Fuller's a dog. He's got every reason to be the number one. Yeah. All right, quickly. Uh, no explanation. Bengals, who's your number one? T. Higgins. I think I'm leaning T. Higgins now, too. Yeah, I, think, I want to lean Jamar Chase. I but I, oh, yeah. Camp, Camp News has been just well in, a dagger, especially after I drafted him in our dynasty league too. Yeah, it's just been a dagger. Well, I thought he, I was set. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, Jamar yeah. Chase. I mean, theoretically, I'm set for the next like seven years. But. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, for sure. But I mean, did you did you watch highlights of the game? Oh, it's not good. It's not pretty. It's it is. It's uh, not pretty. For it's him. ugly. It, it's, it's not pretty. It, it, it's borderline. Like, oh, you may not even start. Yeah. Um, which? Oh yeah, he's he, putting he, uh, recent news. He they're contemplating having him split reps with Auden Tate. It's really bad. Auden Tate was like the hottest waiver wire. Oh ad, yeah, like and two, I added three him years ago. Yep, and I added him. Man, what a time that was! <laughs> but I think I don't know. I think Tyler Boyd. I could also see Tyler Boyd being wide receiver one, just because oh, yeah. he's the most experienced guy out of the in the offense. So absolutely. I think, I think we are both in agreement that Chase is not in the contention. He has. I wanted him to be so bad. I thought he would be. It was the year where everyone was drafting familiarity in the first round: Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence, uh, Jalen Waddle, Tua. Uh, who was the other guy? Devontae Smith, Devontae Smith, Smith and Jalen Hurts. Thank you. And then you get you know Jamar Chase and, and Joe Burrow. I thought it was the year, man. I thought it was the year where it's like, yep. Yeah, it's just going to click, and then you're like, wait, this guy took a year off of football. Yeah. And it looks like he took a year oh, off yeah. of football. Like, like took the year off. Was he in the weight room? Probably. I mean, you, I figure you have to be, but like. <laughs> he was in the weight room, not on the field. Yes. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Big difference. If you're not on the field, if you're not practicing your routes, if you're not fine-tuning your skills. I mean, look, I can't say anything. I'm not an NFL wide receiver. Oh, no. But I also can watch and recognize when someone has not been practicing what they should be practicing. And that's exactly what Jamar Chase looks like right now. Yeah. T. Higgins. I think that's it. T. Higgins. From McLovin's bro. We're going to... We'll zoom through the last couple here. <laughs> thank thank you, McLovin's brother, for messaging us again. You're my favorite. You're my favorite. <laughs> You're favorite our to read every favorite. Week. <laughs> This one's great because it's it's just great. It's just great. Why is Cam the best fantasy manager the world has ever seen? I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll give you this for free. He's not. <laughs> for free. That was for free, ladies and gentlemen. For free. 99 cents for uh, each sentence for the rest of my thoughts. Next. Oh, man. <laughs> Looks like I'm hosting next week then. Yes. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs> no, Cameron... <laughs> Look, Cameron's a great fantasy manager. Yeah, he has all he has. He has you and I's respect. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. He's I I don't know what he does. I don't know what he bribes people with. I don't think he even bribes people. I don't know. Cameron's just got this charm to him. Yeah. When messaging about fantasy football, that's just like I don't get it. I don't yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> uh it, it it's something that I it's an art that I have yet to master. Mm-hmm. Because when Cameron wants a player, he gets a player. Oh. With whatever he wants. <laughs> Did he uh did he post a TikTok today about the uh, trade the trades? Yes, Gaffrey? yeah, <laughs> yes. The first part of that TikTok trades or offers CMC for his bench. Hundred percent true. That is Cameron, like, <laughs> re, like that is who Cameron is. But the best part about it too is that he somehow manages to bolster his bench. Yeah. Before then, so it's not like so like you know he, he might offer you. I'm trying to remember the trades that he was offering people last year for like Dalvin Cook. It would be like. Chris Godwin, uh, Cam Newton when he was on fire. Yep. And, like, two other guys. Oh, he had Hawkinson and Ertz. Or Hawkinson and uh, who was the other tight end he had? Goddard. Was it Goddard? I think it was Goddard. Well, uh, anyways, a guy who was, like, a two. he had, like, two top seven tight ends. Mm-hmm. He'd offer this package of, like, two top, two top 15 wide receivers, a top 15 running back, top 10 quarterback, and a top seven tight end for Dalvin Cook. I was like, how in the world do you come up with the guys to make that offer? But your starting lineup is still uh, – who who did he have? Uh, was it Ezekiel? Oh, no, he didn't have Ezekiel. But he'd have, like, two starting running backs. He had Stefan Diggs uh, and Tyreek Hill. Yep. And then he'd have – somebody was at his flux. I think he was playing – oh, he ended up getting Justin Jefferson. Yep. From – From you. From, yeah, from me. From you. From me. But, like, his starting lineup is set, but then somehow these guys on his bench could also be starting pieces for somebody else. And then it's like, oh, well, I mean, I don't know how I'm supposed to say no to this if I'm a Dalvin Cook other owner other than no, because Dalvin Cook is my best player and I don't want to give him up. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, it's I, it, it's an art. He's really good. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to admit it. Cameron, well, you have yeah. our respect. Yeah. Well, Cam has his way. He has a strategy, and I'm going to point the finger at the commissioner for this one, but – when everyone else in the league is scrambling for waiver wire ads to like quote unquote compete yeah. <laughs> with a fantasy roster full of starters in the actual NFL, uh, he just continually rises to the top of the waiver wire. Then he finds a JD McKissick. He finds yeah. a, I don't know, another wide receiver that pops up out of nowhere, right? Like JD McKissick was the one last year though. Yeah. Like he he somehow gets to the top of the waiver wire, then he then some by some like immaculate timing, the like the one guy that ends up being the hottest waiver wire ad is there for him. And, and then he, some team is desperate to have that waiver wire piece, and then he'll package that with a Chris Godwin to get a Justin Jefferson, yeah, to get a guy who was who would finish top ten then eventually. Yeah, it's an art. It's a, I have not mastered, mastered the art. Uh, I have mastered the art of finding sneaky guys who will add value to my team to help me compete for a championship. That's the art I have mastered. I'm I'm mm-hmm. proud to say that. Oh yeah. Uh, but the art of just accumulating top ten guys, uh-huh. I haven't figured that one out yet. And I I don't think I will for a while. No, nope, I won't either. <laughs> um, but hey, that's our that's our ode to Cameron. Yeah, Cameron. I hope we did it somewhat justice, and we're sorry uh, you're not here to answer this question. But at the same time. 
I think we could probably we would probably spend twenty minutes on this question we, if Cameron were here. Yeah, look, if Cameron was here to answer this question, uh, we would not be done with this question because no. he would be continually talking. Well, back in my senior year <laughs> of high school, back my freshman year of college, <laughs> he would he would give us the full rundown of how everything went. And then I would remind him of the time where I absolutely smoked y'all in, uh, in freshman year when. Uh, yeah, I was one of the one of the extra yeah. additions in the Horan League. Yeah, shout out to Horan Hall. Shout out <laughs> Horan Hall. Let's go Horan Hall, UW Eau Claire. Always have our love, man. Even though I never lived there, that's okay. <laughs> you were with us in spirit. In spirit, I was there. <laughs> Last one from uh, Martin underscore Ethan eleven. Tell us about your favorite fantasy trades you have been a part of. I'll tell you, this isn't my favorite trade I've been a part of. But this is the most memorable trade I've ever been a part of, and it haunts me to this day. My sophomore year of college, so this would have been your freshman year. Not uh, this, not yep, this league. Yep, yep. Different league I was in. This league that I've been comm- commissioning for, I think this is the tenth year I've been commissioning it now. Um, made a trade. It was after Devonta Freeman started the season hot. Okay, this wasn't like Devonta's breakout season, but it was like started the season hot. Looked mm-hmm. like it was going to be one of those seasons. I had Aaron Jones. Who else did I have? I traded two running backs to get uh, Devonta Freeman. Aaron Jones had started off the season kind of slow. It was kind of like the free Aaron Jones phase of his career, right, where uh, w- uh, he hadn't been unleashed yet. So I traded Aaron Jones and said other said running back, who you can tell how much he was of value. I really didn't. <laughs> don't even remember. Don't even who remember he was. the name uh, for Devonta Freeman. Owner accepts the trade and make the swap and i'm thrilled right i'm like yes my running backs are set now uh aaron jones who i'm not so sure about he's gonna be splitting touches uh week after i get devonta freeman he goes on ir for the rest of the season aaron jones finishes running back five that year man (laughs) so that isn't my favorite trade but that's that's the one that haunts me to this day still that i i had aaron jones in his breakout season i traded him away for an ir player oh man i was upset David Grant, you could probably tell me who it is too that I traded you, because <laughs> I know, because I know that helped you, that helped oh, you no. get your way to the championship that year. Oh no, brutal! It was brutal. Anyways, yeah, um, my, um, I've had many memorable trades. You know. One that comes to mind, I traded for Miles Gaskin last year. Yeah. That paid off very, very well for me. Paid went low on him, too. Yeah, I made I made a tra- uh, trade with Cam that same year. Somehow this packet, I don't remember the exact package, but I sent him Golden Tate, Zach Ertz, Chris Godwin, maybe? I don't remember who my that third piece was, but I got back Deshaun Watson. You sent him Cam Newton, didn't you? I said, yeah. It was Cam, Cam Newton, Newton because I know you didn't just get Deshaun Watson for free. Yeah. <laughs> but at, at the end of the season, it looked like all three guys that I got from Cam, I got for free. Yes. From Cam. But yes. my favorite trade of all time was last year. You remember when Nick Chubb went down yeah. for a while? And yeah. And then uh, Kareem Hunt was the. Uh, was the number one for like six weeks. Yeah, 
And, yeah. uh, you know, someone in my league needed a running back desperately. And I said, there's only one way I'm trading Kareem Hunt. And that's for Travis Kelsey. He did it. He fell for it. He, <laughs> bit, he did it. He bit it. And uh, at this point, I already had Darren Waller. I had Kelsey and Darren Waller. I had Kelsey and Darren Waller for the rest of the year. He had he had two top six wide receivers in terms of fantasy points if you were to turn their numbers into wide receiver numbers. Plus Keenan Allen and A.J. Brown. And Austin Eckler. <laughs> and Miles Gaskin. <laughs> and Deshaun Watson. Just keep 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 it coming. I don't remember, but <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> And somehow I didn't place in my league, okay? Because Keenan Allen was hurt the week I lost. And someone said it wasn't luck. Are you kidding me? That's not luck. Are you? Uh, that's a, it's a for another time. It's a rant for another time. But we need to get mock drafting. We need to get drafting. Let's get to this mock draft. 10-team PPR Superflex. Tyler has the fourth pick. I have the seventh pick. 16 rounds, no Defense, but we still are drafting kickers. So, oh, there's the dog. The dog is going. Guard bold. dog, if you could hear that in the Guard background. Dog. Guard dog, Mo. Let's get on with it. Let's do it. Let's get on with it. Ten team PPR Superflex draft. Let's roll. Let's do it. Pick number one: Christian McCaffrey, Patrick Mahomes, Dalvin Cook, Tyler at the four. What do you think? See, this is the worst spot because, you know, in previous mock drafts or whatever, Kamara somehow fell to five, right? Yep. Or, you know, Cook is, or uh, McCaffrey goes to three. Yep. Somehow. Four is the worst spot. In a super flex, too. In a super flex. And um, I'm looking at who's left on the board, and there's three guys I'm looking at Josh Allen, Derek Henry, and Alvin Kamara. Yep. So you're thinking, oh, jo- you said Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, I want to go Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm i going to go with a find talent later strategy okay. at quarterback. Yep. So it comes down to Derrick Henry and Alvin Kamara. Yep. And personally, I just like Kamara better than Henry. I, I mean, I do too this year. I do too. Um, I mean, he's going to get the volume. Uh, he's going to get the receiving work. Derrick Henry, he's going to get volume, but not the receiving work. I think we all have him as our running back three. Yeah. Fair enough. Next two picks, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, and I'm upset because I wanted one of those two to fall to me. (laughs) And I was hoping it would be Kyler Murray because I have Kyler Murray as my number two quarterback right now. So, do I go Derrick Henry? Do I go Saquon Barkley? I'm not going Saquon Barkley, I'll tell you that. Nope. In my head, I'm thinking Derrick Henry, Lamar Jackson, Jonathan Taylor. There's still a lot of good quarterbacks out there that mm-hmm. I could get. You want to know if there isn't a lot of left? Running backs. Top five running backs. I'm taking Derrick Henry. Have um, to. Especially in a 10-team PPR on the turn. Um, there will be a solid quarterback still there for me. Next five picks, six picks, excuse me, Saquon Barkley, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson, and Jonathan Taylor on the turn. Ezekiel Elliott, Travis Kelsey back to me and this is exactly the spot i was hoping i'd be in except for the fact that nick chubb is still on the board yep <laughs> uh-oh what's he gonna do uh i can't Are do you it though stick to the strategy that you answered 
I have Alan to. Jackson flipped. I have to have because to. I have to because I, I can't afford to miss out on a top ten quarterback and have my two quarterbacks be outside of the top ten, top twelve. Yep. I can't afford that. Yep. I'm going Justin Herbert here. Nick Chubb, Tyreek Hill, back to Tyler. Tyler, what are you thinking here? Um, I I have to go quarterback here too, and it's actually played out very very nice that yep. um. Every team, including Lucas's, besides this team eight, hasn't taken a quarterback. Yep. That leaves one quarterback left to take who has... Inside of your top six or seven. Six or seven. That's Russell Wilson. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, the No no brainer there. Um, I honestly probably should have gotten Russell Wilson based on my rankings. But, hey, you know what? I'm creeping up on Justin Herbert. Yeah. Aaron oh, yeah. Jones, Najee Harris, Stefan Diggs, and Devontae Adams on the turn. Oh, my goodness. Team 1 has Christian McCaffrey, Stefan Diggs, and Devontae Adams. But no quarterback. Oh, I don't flex. care. Yeah, but that's like, oh, I don't care. Didn't you say at the beginning, too, if you can get Adams, Diggs, or Hill? And yeah, McCaffrey? and I should have just said Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. See, and that's worth it. Team 1 is going to just smack all of us now. Uh, Austin Eckler, then George Kittle, Tyler, back to you. So you have Alec Kamara, Russell Wilson, Darren Waller. On the board, you like tight ends? DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, Antonio Gibson, Calvin Ridley, some other names. And you know what I'm going here? I know we don't normally uh, go this high on this guy. Okay. But I have reason to believe that in a super flex, stacking pays off big time. Uh, I believe that. And especially when this guy seriously has the number one overall wide receiver in his range of possibilities this year. I'm going DK Metcalf. The stack is real. Yeah. I I think all of us are starting to realize the value of stacking quarterback and wide receiver this year yeah. and how important it might actually be. Yeah. It can uh, win you leagues. It's a real thing. It can win you leagues. Especially if it is a like if it's a Russell Wilson DK Metcalf of the first ten weeks last season. Yeah. Oh. Oh, run for cover. Run for cover. Yep. Um that's dangerous. Uh, Darren Waller, Calvin Ridley went off the board next. I honestly don't have to think too much about this one because as much as I like DeAndre Hopkins, as much as I like A.J. Brown, as much as I like Justin Jefferson, oh, but you know what? Oh, I, I can't do it, though. I want to go I want to go, my boy there. Antonio Gibson here. I know. But I can't do it because I, I just read those wide receivers and I'm now realizing DeAndre Hopkins is my number five rated wide receiver. Yeah. And I have to do it if he's still available. You here. have to. I have to. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is my pick. AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, J.K. Dobbins, Antonio Gibson, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Swift. Back to me. This worked out incredibly well for me. Uh huh. Because one of my favorite targets is still on the board, and I know he has an ankle sprain right now, and we're not sure how severe it is. We're not sure if it's grade one or grade two. That is grade one. They said it was minor, so I'm like. Hopeful. Leaning towards it being grade one. That's Clyde Edwards-Elaire. Yeah. Uh, look, is top five in his range of outcomes this year? Is that too bold? Top ten is for sure. He's he's going to have to get a, a streak of just uns, being unstoppable, but he could. This is my favorite cherry-picked stat of the offseason so far. <laughs> I posted it on TikTok the other day because Clyde Edwards-Elaire is a guy that I just – Cannot stop drafting in leagues right now. Yeah. LaShawn McCoy, his rookie year with Andy Reid, also, ironically enough, had four touchdowns and 55 targets. Just like Clyde Edwards-Elaire did his rookie year. 
You don't know where LeSean McCoy finished the following year with Andy Reid? Running back two. Running back two. I'm not – look, cherry-picked stat. It means nothing. <laughs> but it's fun. It's, it's, it's fun to think about, and especially when Patrick Mahomes and Clyde Edwards-Alaire both say, hey, we need to get this guy involved in the passing game more. Yeah. They're going to get him involved in the passing game more. Oh, yeah. Uh, and even if Clyde Edwards-Alaire hits a league average in touchdowns, seven. So he hits seven. That helps his value out tremendously. Oh, for sure. Tremendously. For sure. Joe Burrow, Aaron Rodgers off the board next. So Team 6 and Team 5 both have their dual quarterbacks already. And Tyler, there's a lot of good quarterbacks sitting on the board, a lot of good wide receivers sitting on the board too. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to play this. I'm going to play this. Uh, I'm hoping, and, I, and it should work out the way I want it to. I'm going to finish out my quarterbacks here. Ooh, I like it. And I'm going with the man that ages like fine wine. Fine wine, baby, fine wine. Daddy Tom Brady. Sir Thomas Brady, the GOAT. My man. Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, Kyle Pitts, Matthew Stafford, Jalen Hurts, Terry McLaurin. Back to Tyler. Man, this worked out all too well for you. I Do you need to give analysis on this pick, or can you just make the pick and can we move on? I don't. Who do you think I'm taking here? Oh, there's a guy by the name of Keenan Allen who's still sitting on the board right now. I ain't going that way. No, but you you can't take another quarterback though. I'm not taking a quarterback. Though. Oh, please tell me you're taking who I think you are. Is it my man? Oh, you're. Are you going running back? No, no. I. You know oh. what I mentioned earlier about stacking. Yeah. I'm gonna double down. He's doubling down on the stack. I could be reaching here. Wow. But I'm taking Chris Godwin here. Wow. Doubles down on the stack. What an interesting strategy. Look, I'm I have points to to you know spare with Kamara already. Yep. My wide receivers are Godwin and Metcalf. I've got their quarterbacks. Yeah. With both of them should be receiving a higher touchdown, you know, percentage for their team. So yep. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. see. We'll, we'll see. see. Uh, no, I, that's that's an interesting strategy, and I I oddly think that could pay off big. Mm-hmm. Like you said, maybe a little bit of a reach, but in a super flex league where, shoot, Tom Brady throws a touchdown to Chris Godwin, that's 10 points. That's 10 Plus points. whatever the yardage is. And the catch. That could be, that could be like 9% of your team's points for the week. Yeah. Oh, probably not quite that high, but point being, it's real. That's yeah. that's an interesting strategy. Josh Jacobs, Keenan Allen went off the board next, and this is a no-brainer for me. I have to take another top-10 quarterback here. I could go wide receiver, C.D. Lambs there, and I am in on the C.D. Lamb hype uh, just as much as uh, the next person and the person after that and your neighbor and anyone who you watch on TikTok <laughs> that says... And their mother. And their mother. <laughs> and their mother. But I'm going to take Ryan Tannehill here. Top yes. 10 upside. Yep. Uh, I think I think I have my QB7 and Justin Herbert a QB8. So, hey, I got two of my top 10 quarterbacks on my team, and I'm happy with it. Holy smokes. Wow. Daryl Henderson, Miles Sanders, C.D. Lamb, Trevor Lawrence, Amari Cooper, Chris Carson. Back to me. I got Derek Henry, Justin Herbert, DeAndre Hopkins, Clyde Edwards-Elair, and Ryan Tannehill. This is tough because there are two top five tight ends on the board still. Uh-huh. But I only have one wide receiver, and I don't think I can wait much longer for a wide receiver, too. No. I don't think they can come back to me, and I can feel good about it. So, 
I'm just going to go with the next highest wide receiver I have ranked, and that's Julio Jones. Yes, sir. Um, sir. Mike Evans is still on the board, but I think we all see extremely sizable regression coming from Mike Evans this year. Uh, I think we all have him outside of our top 15. Yeah. Just his numbers from last season and in their comparison to his career averages, um, all his yards, targets, receptions, all at their career lows. Yep. Uh, close to their career lows, I should say. Yeah. His touchdowns were a career high. That's an awful combo to have. Mm-hmm. We talked about this earlier this week, too. So, Mike Evans, I'm going to pass on him. But he's still on the board here for you, Tyler, because after me went TJ Hawkinson and Cooper Cup. Yeah, I know. I'm not I'm not dabbling in the Mike Evans nope. sweepstakes. I, I don't doubt that. And uh, there's one guy that actually fell. Uh, right into my lap here that I am more than happy taking here. Yep. That's Mark Andrews. Nice. He's got a tight end. I've got a tight end. You're feeling secure in your tight ends now. You've realized the value of that from last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you can look, there's there's 100%, you know, statistical evidence for having positional advantages over other teams. Yep. Darren Waller and Kelsey, for sure. They're both wide receivers, but they both count as tight ends, right? Yeah. Mark Andrews also can be in that top five tight ends on top of stacks on top of Camara, right? Like it's an easy choice for me. Yes, absolutely. So at this point now, um, DJ DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay, Mike Evans on the turn, Jamar chase on the turn, Kareem hunt, Tyler Lockett. And now back to you, Tyler, this one, I'm going to reach on a little bit solely because of what happened back on Tuesday. Yep. I'm going James Robinson here. Yeah. You have him ahead of Miles Gaskin even. Yep. Uh, Gaskin, I wonder if Gaskin is actually going to have like an Eckler type of uh, system. Sure. So it's not going to be so much a three-headed monster. But, look, James Robinson's the only back in Jacksonville. Yep. And what he showed last year, he can pretty much do it all, right? Yeah. there's There's literally nothing that he can't do. So, to me, to finish out my running backs, or I guess my starting running backs, with Kam- so Kamara and Robinson, I've that's great. That's great. I mean, James Robinson realistically could be, I mean, teetering on running back one upside again. Mm-hmm. He finished as running back seven in, in uh, PPR leagues last year. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not guaranteeing that's going to happen again because there are a lot of running backs that were injured last year. But like, realistically, could James running back finish in the running back fifteen range? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Realm of possibility. Oh absolutely. Matter of fact, like I haven't adjusted my rankings yet, uh, but when I move James Robinson up and Travis Etienne down, uh, I like literally am considering moving uh, James Robinson into the like top sixteen, seventeen range. Uh-huh. Um, I we just saw so much from him last year. After James Robinson went, Robert Woods, Adam Thielen, back to me and look, and I'm sitting here. I have DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones, two big name wide receivers. Um, here's the thing. I want to trust that Julio is going to be healthy, and I don't want to draft based off of a player getting injured. Yeah, but at the same time, like you need the insurance policy. I need I need something else there, and none of the running backs on the board can compare to this wide receiver that's still on the board. I talked about him earlier this week. He's is an absolute steal at his ADP right now. Uh, realistically, could have finished inside of the top ten wide receivers this year if his numbers would have panned out. It's Deontay Johnson. It's our guy, Deontay. We love Deontay Johnson this year. Absolute steal at his ADP. Drops will go down. Yeah. 
still Big Ben's favorite target. Absolutely. Matt Ryan, Baker Mayfield, Javante Williams, and Miles Gaskin on the turn afterwards. Mike Davis, Michael Thomas, and man, that sucks for me because I was really hoping one of those running backs would fall to me. Man. At this point, I have to go a running back. Yep. I like Kirk Cousins. I like Brandon Ayuk. I like I like T. Higgins. I said he'd be the yeah. number one in Cincinnati. But I can't wait any longer on another running back to come all the way back of around. Value. Of value. And there's one guy who's still on the board. He's got PPR value. I mean, he could see north of 1,100 total yards this season. Um, somewhere in the 400 yards for receiving, 700 yards for rushing. And we'll see how many games his backup plays this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was a riddle or an injury-riddled season for his backup last year. That's yep. Chase Edmonds that I'm going to be picking here. Yep. Uh, great PPR upside. Uh, don't hate having him as my running back three. I would have loved to have like a Mike Davis, a Kareem Hunt there, but just not how the cards fell. Yeah. Which is what happens when you decide to take uh, wide receivers at certain points. So yep, that's just comes back it, to bite me in the butt a little bit. But just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. But hey, I just have to learn to be okay that uh, I don't need to have three running backs inside of the top twenty all the time, which is what my goal always is. Yeah. Anyways, uh, after Chase Edmonds, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, I am glad I went to running back there. Yeah. Uh, Tyler, back to you. What are you thinking here? I'm going to follow suit as well because I'm looking at the teams behind me at one, two, and three. Team three has two. Team two has four. But team one only has one in Christian McCaffrey. Yep. They are absolutely 100% taking running backs in this spot. Oh, they have to. So because of that, I need to grab a running back while I can so I have a somewhat reliable running back trio for my fantasy team. Yep. And I'm looking at guys like Trey Sermon. Oh, yeah. Interesting pick. Michael Carter, who we're pumping the brakes on now a little bit after uh, some anonymous beat writers have come out and and said some pretty – not so great things about this backfield. Yeah, I'm off the Michael Carter bandwagon now. I'm I'm like fully off. Fully off. Ninety uh, percent off. Yeah. I'm hanging on by like my fingertips. Yeah. Uh, this guy I'm taking doesn't really have any PPR value, but the only value that he has is that he is currently projected to be the running back one for this team. That's Damian Harris. Yep. Projected running back one, and rumors now have it. Um, that Cam might not play the entire season. Yep. Uh, he hasn't. He, he's had his moments in preseason, but it's been nothing of substance. Yes. That makes you say, and Mac Jones has looked good too. That's the other thing. Uh-huh. Like we just need to give credit to Mac Jones. Like he's looked, he's looked like a serviceable NFL quarterback who uh-huh. could, with a few years, be a solid starter. Yeah. Um We'll see. We'll see. But yeah, if uh, if Cam misses any time at all. If Mac Jones steps in for him, it is all of a sudden uh, the Cam or the Damian Harris show yep. in the backfield. Even though Ramondre Stevenson has looked really good too, he has looked very good. He scares me a little bit, but not enough to make me avoid Damian Harris. Kirk Cousins, Noah Fant, Raheem Mostert, and T. Higgins on the eight-nine turn. Odell Beckham, Cortland Sutton, and back to you, Tyler. I only have two wide receivers. And it's an absolute gift of who is in my lap at this point. Uh, I believe so. I'm taking Brandon Ayuk. Yep. He's still there. I don't know. I don't know how how. he fell. I don't know how he made it all the way back to you. I was fully prepared to take like Odell here as my wide receiver three. Yep. 
but somehow Ayuk has fell through the cracks, and I'm more than happy to take him. Uh, and I don't think we need to say much more on Brandon Ayuk. I mean, we don't know what that offense is fully going to look like with George Kittle back now and how yep. that affects Brandon Ayuk's role, but yep, yep. word has been Ayuk's the man. Yeah. Him and Trey Lance have looked good. Real good. I'm in on Ayuk this year. I am in on all of the Brandon Ayuk hype. Trace Claypool and Devonta Smith go afterwards. Now it comes back to me. Uh, I got three wide receivers. I got three running backs. I got two quarterbacks. I should go a tight end here, right? You probably should. I'm not going to, though. No, you're Lucas Wenzel. You never, never. Unless if it's a top five guy, I will. But Dallas guy, I hate Dallas Goddard now. Uh, really? Yeah. Man, okay. I'm out on Dallas Goddard. Uh, again, I need to adjust my tight end rankings, but I am out on Dallas Goddard now. Interesting. But Zach Ertz is still there. Yeah. And they're still getting him involved. Yeah. Uh, Dallas Goddard might be the better tight end for big plays in that offense, but um, I, I'm, I'm not buying it. I just, I, no, I'm not in on Dallas Goddard anymore. That's what I've decided. Yeah. Here's where I'm going to get interesting. Because I don't know how many quarterbacks are actually going to be drafted. Uh-huh. You're going to – oh, you're going to take – Here's the thing. There's one guy who does have the potential to play quite a few games this season. But I can't play three quarterbacks. No. I can't. I can't. And I got two top ten guys already. So in reality, what I'm going to end up doing here is I am going to take another running back. I'm going to take a guy who's likely to take over his backfield at some point this season, Ooh. and Trey Sermon. If yeah. he takes over that backfield for Raheem Mostert, uh, you better believe that's going to be a top 20 guy. Yeah, yeah. After Trey Sermon, Justin Fields, Dallas Goddard, Jerry Judy, Debo Samuel, Jalen Waddle, DJ Chark, and I was really hoping Jalen Waddle would come back to me, and he did not. But there's an even better name on the board than Jalen Waddle still. Oh, Oh, boy. There's a guy who plays for the North Carolina Panthers still on the board. Who just signed a big extension this week. He did. He's back, baby. He's back. Robbie Anderson. Yes, sir. Robbie Anderson. Look, I don't understand the hate on Robbie Anderson this year. I don't understand why people are. I've seen some people have him inside their top 20 wide receivers when they're ranking them. This is like TikTok creators, right? Uh Uh-huh. And I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. And then I think about it. Like, is it all that crazy? You might just be drafting him at a ceiling if you draft him inside the top 20, but I don't think it's, like, otherworldly to consider that Robbie Anderson could be a top 20 wide receiver this year. No, not at all. Michael Carter, Juju Smith-Schuster went after that, and Tyler just drafted Brandon Ayuk the round prior. Still a lot of tight ends and quarterbacks on the board here. Wow. Man, I could, but I ain't going that route. I don't blame you. I'm going to stack up at other positions as much as I can because when bye weeks come around. They're going to be lethal for you. Yeah, I need I need viable options for bye weeks. Because you stacked. Because I stacked. So uh, I could go wide receiver, but there are still plenty of good wide receivers still on the board. Yep. So I need I, – I'm, I'm – I could, I maybe could go tight end, but not when I already have Mark Andrews. Right. So it's running back then. Yep. And uh, there, there's one guy at this point that's I feel comfortable taking at this spot. 
That's Zach Moss. Interesting. Leonard Fournette's still on the board. Yeah. I don't want to play. I don't want to play the guessing game. No, nope. you don't want to get caught in that. Right. David Johnson is out as running back one apparently, so I could take Philip Lindsay here. Ah, but. That's Mark Ingram has looked good, unfortunately. Ingram. Yes. So to at, all of everybody's dismay. <laughs> yeah, so at this point, Zach Moss is really the only guy, be, you know, that I see that I feel comfortable taking as a running back four. Two attack of Iloa, Lavisca Chanel, Carson Wentz, and Logan Thomas on the ten eleven turn. Mike Gusecki, Robert Tunyon, Tyler with the eleven four. Oh man! And again. There's still good quarterbacks on the board. There are. But I'm not going to. There's still good wide receivers. And they comes down to two for me. Will Fuller. Yep. And Curtis Samuel. Yep. Neither of them are bad picks in this scenario. No. Because what, they're wide receiver four? Yeah. Yeah. Not at all. And let's see. Ayuk is week six. Godwin is week uh, nine, and Metcalf is, I don't remember. Regardless, I'm going Will Fuller here. Yep. I think, I lo- I'm, <laughs> see, I love Curtis Samuel as much as anyone else out there, and there's not many of us. No, there aren't. But Will Fuller has shown that he can absolutely dominate in fantasy. He can absolutely dominate in fantasy. And that's why I, I feel like I have to I he's the worthy pick in that uh, spot. And Tua has looked great. Yeah. With the deep ball so far this preseason. Yeah. Otherworldly. That's awesome for Will Fuller. That's everything that we are hesitant on when we talked about the Miami Dolphins, when we talked about Will Fuller or Tua Tagvaloa in our mock draft breakdowns. Yep. How is Tua going to look? And he has looked awesome. Great. After, oh goodness, there he is. Will Fuller went David Johnson, Leonard Fournette. I had to scroll back. I was scrolling around a little bit. Comes back to me. I don't have a tight end yet. I need a tight end, and I'm happy that this guy stayed on the board until my oh, pick because yes. he is my sleeper tight end pick of the year. Yes. Give me all the Irv Smith Jr. stock this year. Skull, baby. Last four weeks of the season last year without Kyle Rudolph, Irv Smith saw 20 targets. That would put him on face on face on pace to see eighty targets this year, and guys like Noah Fant, uh, I believe Logan Thomas last year too, uh, saw right around ninety targets. Yeah, but Irv Smith Jr.'s got that touchdown equity. Kirk loves him in the red zone. Without Kyle Rudolph, tight end four. We'll get to him next week. Shoot. We'll start breaking out tight ends next week. Look, I. Irv Smith could be the breakout next breakout tight end this year. Uh-huh. Can I say that I think Irv Smith has the possibility of having a better year than Kyle Pitts? Can I say that? Oh, solely just because Pitts is a rookie? Yeah. Sure. And yep. Irv Smith has experience, and now, like, Conklin might be a little bit of an annoyance, but, like, not enough to not where... Enough. Like, in reality, like, could Irv Smith finish as tight end 7 and Kyle Pitts finish as tight end 8? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and try and sell people that Irv Smith is going to be a top four tight end. He's uh-huh. not going to vault himself into the Kelsey Kittle-Waller range. Right. But could he knock on the door of the Mark Andrews-TJ Hawkinson range? I don't think it's outside. The, it's it's within the realm of possibilities for Irv. Absolutely. 
the likely one, he finishes right around tight end 10, which is where I have him in my rankings, I think. All right, here's the deal. After me went Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel, Antonio Brown, Tyler Higby, Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, and those are all wide receivers I was eyeing. Team 8, 9, and 10, we got beef now. Because <laughs> those were all guys I was eyeing. I wanted them. I wanted all of them. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know who to go. I have to go quarterback now. Yeah. I have to. Yep. And all I'm going to draft the guy who's still going to play this season and is still going to be a top five quarterback if he does. Yep. And if he doesn't, guess what? I'll go pick someone else up off of waivers so he doesn't get drafted to be my quarterback three, and I'll live with it. Yep. Because there will be one of those guys. I'm going to Sean Watson here. Yes, If sir. he plays this year, you are getting a top five quarterback. I just got to Sean Watson in the 12th round. Of a super flex league. Yeah. I'm not saying he should go earlier than that because there's still a lot of uncertainties and you don't want to take the gamble on a guy super early in a draft. But right. Deshaun Watson has never finished, in a full season, has never finished below QB5. That's enough for me. Yeah. I don't need to say anything else. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter who his wide receivers are. Yeah, right. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. He didn't have... I mean, he had Will Fuller for part of the year, but every time he hasn't had Will Fuller... Which has been a lot of years. Uh huh. Still a quarterback for him. That's all I need to say. Yep. Jarvis Landry, Rob Gronkowski went after me. Tyler, what are you thinking here? I'm going to go value at quarterback here. Fair enough. Because here's what I'm realizing the Buccaneers and the Seahawks have the same bye week. Oh, you done screwed the pooch there, son. I screwed up big time. <laughs> It'll be great until week nine. Until week nine. Until and after. But these are the things you just don't think about when you're mock drafting, and this is why we mock draft too, because yes. uh, you don't get yourself into these same scenarios, and you learn before you get into these uh-huh. drafts. Then. Absolutely, yep. Don't so you don't have to be like me. <sighs> don't be like Tyler. Don't be like me. Don't when mock drafting for a super league. You could be like Tyler in a lot of other ways. <laughs> just not when a mock draft. Yeah, thirty seconds here. So I'll and let I'm you going to quarterback. I'm taking the guy that has a bit of a rushing upside to him. I like it. Who's guaranteed to start week one. I like it. It's Daniel Jones. I like it. Danny Dimes, if Saquon Barkley plays, I'm telling you, the upside is there for both of them. Yep. Uh, it's not going to be pretty, but the upside is there for both it's of there. them. It's there. It's there. James Conner, A.J. Dillon, Mike Williams, Kenyon Drake, Marquise Hollywood Brown, Michael Pittman, back to Tyler with the 13-4. So, as I said earlier, Buccaneers and the Seahawks had the same bye. Week 9. So, that means that uh, Godwin and Metcalf are out. My, ah! current, my current wide receiver options I have behind them are Ayuk and Fuller, which is which is good. They're good. But how much better would it be to have all the more options at the ready when yeah. that time comes around? When that time comes around. So, i got to go wide receiver here. And there's one guy that no one realizes, not even myself, when we first talked about it. Yep. His value maybe not is maybe not seen on the field all the time. Yep. But for fantasy, Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup, baby. Is a sneaky, sneaky good wide receiver to have in your mix. Absolutely. Absolutely. Michael Gallup, uh, gosh, I wish I had the numbers, but before C.D. Lamb showed up, Michael Gallup had, like, out-targeted, uh, or was it out-received? He was ahead of Mari Cooper in a few categories, though, that season. But Amari Cooper finished, you know, 10 spots ahead of him. But uh-huh. 
Michael Gallup, like, if C.D. Lamb wouldn't have come around, Michael Gallup, like, could be what we, like, had hoped C.D. Lamb, like, what we hoped C.D. Lamb could be this year. Yeah. Like, realistically, Michael Gallup could be a top 20 wide receiver if C.D. Lamb never came around. One of those guys goes down. He Michael Gallup's your man. He's there. He's there. Darnell Mooney, Hunter Henry went after that. Uh, I'm looking at the board. The running backs don't excite me. Wide receivers don't really excite me either. I don't need another tight end at this moment. Don't really need a quarterback either. No, I don't. But my, my guy is sitting on the board. I, I but like it's just one of those where I never have any logic to pick Trey Lance other than I just really like Trey Lance. It's the youth movement, baby. It is the youth movement. <laughs> I'm sitting here trying to justify picking Trey Lance right now in my head. Watson could not play this year, so and, that, and that's my thought. But Derek Carr's still on the board. Mm. He's been a top twenty option the past few years. Yeah. Sam Darnold, gut call. There's no numbers to support favoritism of Sam Darnold, but gut call. Yeah. Sam Darnold takes a step forward in Carolina. Yeah. Could see top twenty numbers. Mm-hmm. Ryan Fitzpatrick will. Zach Wilson has looked really good at camp so far. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take the number two guy. I'm slowly fading on him, but I just have to take the number two guy in an offense that's gonna be throwing the ball a ton. Uh, well, not not a ton, but um, they'll, they'll they'll be running the ball. Matt yeah. Ryan's still gonna need to throw the ball in the last four weeks without Julio Jones. Russell Gage, yeah, was wide receiver eighteen. Yep, I'm banking on that. Mm-hmm. I'm banking on that. Naeem Hines, Cole Hardman on the 13-14 turn. Rashad Bateman, Gus Edwards, (laughs) Gus Edwards, Devin Singletary, Evan Ingram. Who's left for running backs? Tony Pollard, Jamal. I'm going to go Jamal Williams here. That smoke out of Detroit is thick. It is. With like five C's at the end of it. Swift may not even be ready for week one he apparently might not be ready for week one apparently and jamal williams as my running back five yeah give me that give me some of that give me some of that jamal williams with the 14-4 elijah moore and tony pollard went afterwards and tyler with your 14th round pick what are you thinking you know how i mentioned philip Lindsay earlier ah he might be that starter this year i will take a flyer on philip Lindsay as my running back five absolutely who could get starting reps? Yeah. Who is getting starting reps? Yeah. Yeah. There's, yeah. That's all I need. That's all you need. Kenneth Gainwell, Henry Ruggs, J.D. McKissick, Alexander Madison, Devontae Parker, Latavius Murray, Tyler. What's good? I want to go wide receiver here. But there's one guy you had talked about earlier. Oh, no. Don't do it to me. I'm uh, going don't do it to me. with Derek Carr here. Oh, yeah. Yep. I, I could go Lance, but here's my logic with Carr. I'm not sure what I'm getting with Danny Dimes this year. That's true. That's very true. He, If Saquon's back, he could perform. He also could not perform. Yep. If Saquon's out, he has shown he has struggled. Yep. When that bye week comes around, and I uh, I need another quarterback. Yep. I'd rather have a surefire quarter. No, I shouldn't say surefire. A quarterback that has had more consistent uh, patterns. That's Derek Carr. 
Yes, it's Derek Carr. Aren't you the happiest man in the world? <laughs> I'm the happiest man in the world. <laughs> I just had to bask in the fact that a man who I was tempted to take two rounds ago <laughs> survived. He's still there. Survived two rounds. Still there. He's still there. Is Deshaun Watson going to play this year? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I'll tell you what. Justin Herbert doesn't have a bye till week seven. Ryan Tannehill doesn't have a bye till week 13. Do you want to know what I think could happen before at least one of those weeks? Trey Lance sees the field. Trey Lance could be the starter for the San Francisco 49ers yes, by that sir. point. Yes, sir. I don't want another tight end on my roster. No. Those guys are trash. You can find one and drop one of your wide receivers or running backs to get another tight end if you need a spot start. Jamal Williams. Uh, DeAndre Swift could take over and Jamal Williams could be booty the rest of the year. Right. He could be bad. I mean, theoretically, too, Russell Gage. There's nothing really guaranteed with this Atlanta offense this year. No. Not at all. I was all, I, I used to be in on Russell Gage, and I've, I've cooled off a little bit. but Yeah. He's a he's a worthy wide receiver five pick. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Behind Robbie Anderson, who's by far going to get the the nod before Russell okay. Gage does. Absolutely. I, I I just have to take this pick before time runs out. Trey Lance. Yeah. Give me that. No stash. Think about, think about it this way too. When you're, I mean, for, oh. oh no, no, teammate, you're out to get it today, aren't you? Yeah. Whoever you are. Hide your kids, hide your wives, hide your husbands. We will find you. We will find you. They Man. took young Hoku from me. Man. Take moment of silence. Moment of silence. Big young Hoku fans on the pod. Yeah, come on. And, like, it really matters because it's a kicker, right? But uh, we're young Hoku guys. Yeah, well, yeah. Day in, day out. 24-7. 365. However many years you want to put at the end of it. As long as I'm alive. Young Hoku. Anyways, my pick. Uh, because it doesn't really matter, and this offense is probably going to be scoring it down, I'm going to take Kyler Bass. Oh, good. Nice, nice, nice. Ryan Suck of Jason Sanders. We're all in the kicker range. This man. If it's who I think you're going to take. Uh, You know what one of my favorite movies is? Tell me. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, wait, wait. Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Uh... Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. No. <laughs> Can I be honest? I haven't seen any of the Fast and Furious movies. They're all the same. That's what I've heard. Same with Mission Impossible. You want to see a bunch of you want to see a bunch of buff people put put the pedal to the metal. <laughs> you can watch that for eight hours if you want. More than eight hours. They're two hour movies. I can How many are there? There's eight. Sixteen hours. <laughs> Movie marathon, Fast and Furious. I can just go to the gym and watch some tough <laughs> guys put some pedal to the metal. I don't need to sit in front of a TV and do that. Wait, sixteen hours of your day watching a wasteful series. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's the bomb, though. No. Ludacris. I love Ludacris, but anyways, my favorite. One of my favorite movies is Hot Rod. Hot Rod. And there is a uh, a gentleman in the NFL. Who I like to call Hot Rod. I don't know if that's his official nickname, but uh, everybody calls him Hot Rod. I'm going with the one, the one and only. No one like him. No one better. 
Well, there's people better than him. Yeah, I know. Shh. For the sake of Hot Rod. (laughs) Rodrigo Blankenship. And that concludes our draft. Do you really want to know what kickers went afterwards? Fine. It was Matt Prater, Jason Myers, and Daniel Carlson. But who cares? Quick rundown of teams, and we got to sign off because we are running out of time. I have Derrick Henry, Justin Herbert, DeAndre Hopkins, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Ryan Tannehill, Julio Jones, Deontay Johnson, Chase Edmonds, Trey Sermon, Robbie Anderson, Irv Smith Jr., Deshaun Watson, Russell Gage, Jamal Williams, and Trey Lance. Plus Tyler Bass, but who cares? I mean, we share a name, but it's okay. It's okay. I don't have to like every Tyler in the world because <laughs> I like you, do I? Is that, is that what I signed up for in our that's friendship? That's the contract with all Tylers. Oh, son of a God. <laughs> Choose them carefully. Read the fine print, kids. <laughs> all right. And uh, and for my my squad, uh, my quarterbacks, or my starting quarterback, Russell Wilson, my super flex is Tom Brady, my starting running backs, Alvin Kamara and James Robinson, my starting wide receivers, DK Metcalf and Chris Godwin for the stack. For the stack. You know, for the brand. Yeah. For the stack. It's for the stack. For the stack. It's for the Put stack. it on a t-shirt. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, my tight end is Mark Andrews. Currently, I have my flex as Damian Harris. Uh, when we post these graphics later. Who are you going to want? I, 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 I will want Brandon Ayuk as my flex. Uh, and that's acceptable. So, Brandon Ayuk is my flex. Uh, on my bench then, Damian Harris, Zach Moss, Will Fuller, Daniel Jones, Michael Gallup, Philip Lindsay. And Derek Carr. Put a poll up on our social media so you can vote who has the best team out of Tyler and I in this head-to-head super flex PPR draft. It was me. I'll tell you what, I'm smoking you right now in our (laughs) dynasty startup. Neither of us are (laughs) off to a hot start in our dynasty startups. But you know what? Next year. And the year after that. Well, I was talking in our previous episodes, Mock Draft. Oh, yeah, that one. Yeah, we are, yeah. Oh, no, I mean, this year in our Dynasty Startup League, two we're both kind of sunk. Yeah. Both? Oh, my. We're not doing. We're not getting any favors from anybody. No, we really aren't. That's okay, though. We're two peas in a pod. For life. For life. Five life. Five life. <laughs> you remember that? Five life. Five life. Because it's longer than four life. <laughs> we'll drop the socials here to close out the episode. <laughs> FF fellas on Twitter. The FF fellas on Instagram. Fantasy football fellas. On Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. We're at 2K on TikTok. Woo! It's only up from here, kids. Come along for the ride. Give us a follow on Whoa. TikTok. We're We're stoked. Sure, uh, subscribe to the podcast so you get all notifications when we release new episodes. For that, man, normally we're three stooges being, being dudes, but today it's we're just two stooges being dudes. Two peas in a pod. Two, two peas. We're, we're just two peas in a pod. <laughs> Deuces. Deuces. Thanks again for tuning into the Fantasy Football Fellows podcast today. Make sure to subscribe so you get notifications of all of our weekly podcasts now on Wednesdays and Fridays. Uh, We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, Make sure to subscribe, turn on those notifications. You can do the same for our social media. 
FF fellas on Twitter, the FF fellas on Instagram. Hey, we're on YouTube. If you want to see us uh, video record these podcasts, fantasy football fellas there. Uh, same thing on Facebook and TikTok, fantasy football fellas. If you want even more insights, any of our rankings, uh, head on over to fantasyfootballfellas.com. I uh, got all sorts of rankings there. You can see our first mock draft that we did a few weeks ago. Uh, all sorts of different exciting content there we have for you as well. Three Stooges, just being dudes. Deuces.